0: A radio show that confesses Christ Without confusing the law and the gospel A radio show that takes Scripture seriously
1: Without taking ourselves so seriously You're listening to
0: Table Talk Radio
1: When
2: we look at ourselves and the situation of the world uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there He's not seen there, He's not. He, he hasn't put Himself there to be found Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that he loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can
1: go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands. We can just proclaim God's word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by, by the number of people that are there, but, but rather to just do what God told us to do to preach the word and administer the sacraments. Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian. (laughs) Except for Brian (laughs) Wolfmuller. This is Table Talk Radio. Evan Gigline and Pastor Brian Wolfmuller.
2: Yeah, show number ninety nine, Evan ninety nine. Now you
1: have you have a special request for your, our listeners for the hundredth
2: yes, show. Yes, we I we want to hear your favorite table talk radio moments. Uh, I think we had an email from someone that says my favorite moment is when the show is over. <laughs> so we want to hear more like that. Oh, we love that listener feedback. We 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 have a little discussion on our Facebook page going, and uh, and there's a number of different uh, quotes, your favorite quotations from. Uh, um from uh, from listening to the show and there's a couple great ones on here uh someone mentioned that I, I said ages ago on table talk radio a thousand and six points are like one and one point is like a thousand and six. Uh, so we want to hear more of those your favorite quotation we we'll, we think we'll do something with the when we have our one hundredth show extravaganza we w- I think what we 'll do is we 'll have uh for our hundredth show we'll have a hundred guests on. Um on the show and right. then uh see how that goes. <laughs> I think that'd be a terrible idea. <laughs> now don't now look well, I'm doing all this talk about our one hundredth show which is next week, but I don't want anyone's expectations to uh No 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 don't actually yeah. be high. That'd be bad. Yeah. <laughs> remember remember the, the common uh strategy to approach listening to this show. Low expectations Low disappointment.
1: <laughs> That's right. Well, speaking of which, uh, today's Table Talk Radio, uh, Church Science Theology, and yeah, name that New church game. body. Now we yeah, played this before game. once before. Church uh, Science Theology. It was like show number six or something like that. But we played uh, it once remember before. Remember what we did last? Week? <laughs> I know. Hey, uh, while we're talking about some of this stuff, I do want to just do a quick promo for our our Table Scraps live show on June sixth. And we're going to be talking about women's ordination, but the, 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 the guest we're going to have on for this show is actually a proponent for women's ordination. So uh, he's going to come on. He's actually a former Methodist pastor and professor. Um, and he's going to come on and tell us a little bit his arguments for his, uh, for his view of women's ordination. And uh, we're going to see what that is. So if you've never heard someone make a case for Women's Ornation, you can hear it on PirateChristianRadio.com on June 6th at 8 p.m. Central Time. And you, that's a live call-in program, so you can call in and ask him your questions about it. Uh, so, so that's June 6th on PirateChristianRadio.com, Table Scraps Live at 8 o'clock Central Time. Okay, so uh, the buzzword yeah, yeah, yeah. I have for you is beatitude, or the hey. plural beatitudes and this these are the uh the blessings uh that that Jesus gives on the, on, the, on the sermon of the mount um the the beatitudes and these have been long studied in the church just these these wonderful wonderful blessings that that Jesus gives like blessed are the poor in spirit and like so the beatitudes uh, the be happy attitudes i thought they were oh yeah you you've been wrong all this time <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes that's that's really quite wonderful that, that the lord jesus gives us all of these things where he he totally reverses the way we think you know blessed are the poor in spirit what that's not Blessed is the rich in spirit, we would say. But no, he he totally, the kingdom of God gives us everything upside down. And Jesus really uh, gives us kind of the Magna Carta of this kingdom in this, uh, in the Beatitudes. My buzzword for you, by the way, is ascension. I can't believe we haven't used that buzzword, ascension. This is when 40 days after after Easter, after the Lord uh, rises from the dead in the resurrection, And he appears to his disciples and to all these people, breaks bread with them, does all this stuff. Then, after 40 days, Jesus gathers his disciples, and he he ascends into heaven. He's taken away from their sight and hidden from them, uh, and goes, as the end of the Gospel of Mark tells us, uh, to sit at the right hand of God the Father. He enters into the full use of his divine authority through his human nature, and that's the ascension.
1: Right. Uh, In fact, the church celebrated his ascension a few weeks ago.
2: Yes. True enough. 40 days after Easter. Every year. It's always on a Thursday.
1: That's right. Okay, so um, let's play some church sign theology. And you can give us your church signs that you encounter as you're driving around. Uh, that number is always the same, 866-851-5523. Or send us an email, questions at org. We did get an email in. Uh, in fact, uh, uh, this person... Sent us an email wondering if we've ever played this game, and, and it's true we played a long time ago. But the church sign that she saw uh, said, "Jesus is your steering wheel, not your spare tire." <laughs> <laughs>
2: so so wait, since we were, we're playing this game, but are there is this an act? Is this actually a really a game? Is there any contest or any sort of thing that
1: is must, must there points? be like points involved if if you? Well, Play no, this? there
2: doesn't have to be, but I just want to know if there are so that I know how to get a hold of them. But
1: <laughs> No, but I don't think we're, we're just going to talk about these. So, Oh, we're just going to talk about If it's about it. not really a game, then that's fine. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a, a, I mean, the, the, there's a reason that we do these things like
2: bumper sticker theology and church sign theology is because what, what we want to be doing is looking for opportunities to think theologically and reflect on the scriptures all the time, especially with our families and our children and things, so that when we drive around and we see a church sign or we see a bumper sticker or something like this, we want to we wanna be looking at that saying and saying, hey, what worldview does this come from? What theology does it come from? What perspective does it come from? Is it right
1: or wrong? How does it divide law and gospel? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right, so uh, here we have it again. Jesus is your steering wheel, not your spare tire. So what, what this church is saying, right, Pastor, is that... Uh, th- th- that Jesus is that part of the car which you can manipulate. You put your hands on, turn around, do whatever you want with, uh, and, and so you're controlling it. Is that is that what this church is saying? I don't have any idea what this <laughs> means. I mean, it's just you read it, and it's, you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. He's not
2: your spare tire. I think just cause saying spare tire sounds kind of funny. You know, <laughs> it's like uh, it's like saying kiwi or kumquat, you know, <laughs> they're just kind of funny in themselves. So spare spare tire is one of these. So this, what's a spare tire do just sits in the trunk forgotten, you
1: know, uh, you need it when uh, you ha when you're ha- like an emergency type of thing.
2: Yeah. yeah. Hey, that's right. You need it when you're in an emergency. But but maybe we should find a different part of the car that's more appropriate than the st- steering wheel, because that's exactly what you're talking. About. You can grab a hold of and manipulate any way, which way you want. Uh, to control the direction of uh, of the car that you're driving. This this reminds me of these bumper stickers that say um, Jesus is my co-pilot. You know, right. you know these. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's like wait now wait a minute. What are you talking about? I don't even know what this. Is. <laughs> Every single one of these. If you if you have a bumper sticker or a church sign in which you are driving a car, uh, <laughs> you you're running into the problem of the assertion of man's free will. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe. Maybe driving just doesn't work good for a theological thing. Uh, uh, hey, you, this, this reminds me. You know, we used to ask this. Uh, there's this great theologian, Saint Louis, Doctor Nagel, and he would always ask this question. You hear, uh, who's driving the verbs? You know, all these guys who had Doctor Nagel are always this question, and they always kind of act like him. And they say, "Yes, gentlemen." But who's driving the verbs? He <laughs> said like that. But this driving sort of thing is an important thing. Who's who's the one that's pushing and doing? And when we come to theology, it's not us. Lord have mercy, if it's us, it's Jesus. I mean, he's the one in the driver's seat. Uh, he's the one. He's the one steering the wheel. Et
1: cetera, et cetera. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, what I, the et cetera, et cetera? I give myself a hundred points every time you say et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Okay. I do think that's a clip, a uh, nice little clip. I, by the way, you got one email with church
2: sign theology. I got uh, seven here on the on the Facebook. All right, page. give not us
1: another <laughs> one then.
2: I, I have but more, you know, of the, the, but go ahead. You know what? I'm gonna not quote the Facebook page though, because I've seen a church sign. I think this is particularly terrible, and so I still remember it from back in the old seminary days. Driving by this church, the Lutheran church, and it said this: "Forgive your neighbor, not for their sake, but for yours." Ooh, oh, that yeah, it is That kills awful. me. That yeah. kills me. All right, so so there, so take it take it away, Evan. Well, uh, don't forgive for,
1: your neighbor, not for yourself, but for not for them, but for you. Um, see, and this is good to talk about when we talk about so-called good works, is we think that oh well, we're we're doing a good thing. This is this is what we're supposed to be doing. But so oftentimes Christians, especially those who read Rick Warren's book, The Forty Days of Purpose, they're doing good works for selfish reasons, and when uh-huh. you, when you do that. Then you're no longer doing a good work, <laughs> right? Right.
2: If you're ser- if you're serving yourself with your work instead of your neighbor, then it ceases to be a good work because good works are, are are death to self. Is that not true? Right. I don't know what that means for our show. Everything we do is for points. <laughs> we might have to rethink that. Death to show. <laughs> <laughs> I guess if the if the points have no benefit, then uh, maybe that's. Uh, but you, you're right. So that now so there's this kind of therapeutic idea of good works therapeutic idea of prayer you hear the same thing about prayer Prayer's not for god it's for you or you know what Mm -hmm. or or you hear the same thing so good works you have it with forgiveness you have it with prayer is that all of this is that, that, that somehow religious exercises are for some reason in some way therapeutic they're for our own good well that's Crazy! The the most religious act ever uh, ever done was the death of Jesus on the cross, which didn't do him much good at all. He ended, in fact ended up dead in the grave, but it did us, his neighbors, a heap of good. And that's really how what we got to think about when we when we turn to prayer and forgiveness and good works. It's not for ourselves; it's for the neighbors that the Lord has given us.
1: Exactly right. Send us your church signs. Tabletalkradio.org 866 851 5523. Right back. This could be a big box to send the whole sign to us. Table Talk Radio. Well, we think we're funny. Can women be pastors in the church? Some say they can. On the next edition of Table Scraps Live, we'll be talking with Professor Larry Anderson of Central Christian College of Kansas to give his arguments for women's ordination. Why are there women pastors? How do they respond to clear passages of scripture that say women should remain silent in the church? What arguments would you have against women's ordination? Listen to Table Scraps Live on Sunday, June 6th at 8 o'clock p.m. Central Time on piratechristianradio.com. For more information, go to our website at tabletalkradio.org to find out about Table Scraps Live. Again, it's on June 6th at 8 o'clock Central Time on piratechristianradio.com. This is a live radio call in program, so you can call to give your arguments for or against women's ordination. On January the 6th at 8 o'clock Central Time, heard on PirateChristianRadio.com. Here's your sign. I
0: taking the picture.
1: Your sign. Here's your sign. Hey, that song's about us. Hey, welcome back to Table Talk Radio.
2: <laughs> I should have been paying attention to the words. All I
1: heard was it'sy bitsy tiny little mind. Yeah. Have you heard that? You've probably heard that before. The uh, I think Bill Engel he talks about here's your sign. People could walk around with signs that says I'm stupid, so you wouldn't trust him with anything. <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. We're talking about church sign theology Uh, here on Table Talk Radio, and uh, we have some church signs for your consideration to talk about, discuss the theology and worldview behind them. I have one for you, Pastor. This one's just downright funny, Uh, and it says this. Don't let your worries kill you. Let the church help. (laughs)
2: I by the way am against humor. I thought I'd made my stance clear on that ages ago by this show. But uh I guess we can make it a slight exception. What is don't let don't let your worries kill you. Let the church help. Oh man. This is a classic sort of thing of uh of why uh not using complete sentences is dangerous. <laughs> I hope what the person was saying is let the her- church help you with your worry, uh but well of course why it's funny is it the church is helping you with your death but hey, maybe you know what I've, I've, I've pushed through i've pushed through to the zen on this one because look at the, see there's this something about the fact that it's it is precisely the moment of death that our worry uh that our worry ceases but the scripture the the text to reflect on is this is uh uh is the words of jesus that comes right after the Beatitudes when he's talking there in the sermon on the mount about worry and he says, which of you, by worrying, can add one day to his life or one cubit to his stature? In other words, worry won't help you grow and won't help you live longer. Uh, so don't do it. And, and this classic line by Jesus where he says, um, uh, "He says, uh, D- don't worry about tomorrow.
1: There's enough to worry about today. <laughs> it's just so practical and true. <laughs> Very good. I'll and, give you 394 points for getting that uh, buzzword in, Um Fairly naturally, so 394. 394. Uh, Yes. Sweet. I decided I'm going to start giving you arbitrarily odd numbers of points. (laughs) Just to be annoying. Oh, yeah. Just another little wrinkle in the the complex fabric that is Table Talk Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Like you have your little obnoxious date for contemporary or traditional. I have my obnoxious numbers of point givings. So. I have a church sign, by the way, another
2: one about worry. This one came from Darren, and it says, uh, "It says this: Don't worry, Moses started out in a basket case." <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <okay. laughs> nothing like a good, nothing like a good Moses pun. You know, these really make me want to go into the church, don't they? Don't they, you? I mean, I, I, I want to go ahead and check out what this church is all about when I read these. Yes. I'm using a little bit of sarcasm yeah. there. What's on your church sign out at Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado? I don't know. Maybe we should put up something up there that says home of Table Talk Radio. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's only half the home. The, the half house, the half house of table radio.
2: No, I think it just says our service time and, and nothing, uh, nothing more. Although uh, my friend uh, at, uh, Ben down at Central Baptist uh, down the street, he has like, some good church signs. I should write them down sometime. And it made they, you could actually tell that they're slightly thoughtful. They would be what his sermon was going to be about. Um, and so I actually, after driving by a couple signs, called them up, and we go and we have breakfast every week. He, ben, by the way, the Reformed Baptist Ben, might make an appearance on Iron Preacher at some point. He's challenged me to it, and I'm, I, I just can't. I, I'm a little bit afraid of getting beat out preached <laughs> by, by a Baptist. Reformed Baptist.
1: <laughs> so. That would be funny. I have another mm-hmm. uh, church mm-hmm. sign for you. Um, this one says, "Free coffee, everlasting life." Yes, membership has its privileges. (laughs) Uh, Jeez. Go ahead.
2: There's some some false doctrine in there, too, which is one of the reasons why humor is slightly dangerous, because you can get carried away in making the joke and say something falsely. And and why we appreciate you, listener out there, uh, to always correct Evan and I when we do that very thing, because that's what happens in this... uh, uh, in this this church sign, they, they want to make the you know membership has its privileges, it's kind of credit card advertisement sort of thing, uh, and, and so the the membership privilege is everlasting life. But really, we 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 say that our eternal state is not determined upon the church in which we have membership, but rather
1: uh, by our trust and our faith in Jesus. I have a uh, a, a so. thesis from C.F.W. Walther. It's hey, nice. uh, number twenty. It says. A sixteenth way in which law and gospel are confused and, scriptures, and scripture is misunderstood is when people teach that a person's salvation depends on what religious organization he belongs to or that anyone who holds any false doctrine uh, at all will be damned.
2: And that, right, right. That's an improper distinction between law and gospel. So we say that just hold, uh, holding a, a piece of f- a false doctrine uh, in your hand or in your mind or your heart does not damn you, nor does... Um, Uh, belonging to the right church, save you, or belonging to the wrong church, damn you. It's a matter of faith and trust in God's Word. So that's not to, of course, that's not to um, uh, dampen the importance of belonging to an Orthodox Church or to holding on to true teaching. But when when we make Orthodoxy or membership in an Orthodox Church a prerequisite for salvation, then we go far, far beyond the Scriptures, which say, he who believes and is baptized shall be saved. Correct.
1: Good job. Okay. Do you have another? You have one for me then.
2: Sure. Here's one. My former church, Assemblies of God, writes. Now this is what our listener wrote. Oh, I have never been member of formerly. the Assemblies okay. of God. Yep. Uh, here's a sign. It says, "A church alive is worth the drive." <laughs> All
1: right. <laughs> Well, there's I, there's some there's some theology to dig into in that. Yes, one. A church I, alive I, is worth the drive. I would like to question the pastor or church secretary, as it may be, whoever put the sign up. Is what is an alive church? Uh, of yes, course, and because uh, the the assumption is that you can have the opposite, right? Right, a, a dead, dead church. church. <laughs> <laughs> ah, what is that? Uh, yeah. So they would they would probably say if I can go so far out to venture out their response. A dead church is one that. Uh, you don't feel the spirit. Uh, the spirit is not moving and active. Uh, a, a dead church is one where they, they probably sing old old stuffy hymns, you know, is probably what they do. Um, yes. No, no one, no one's into it. No one feels feels the spirit at this service.
2: Yes, yes. Yeah, that's right. This is the old pietist yarn. you got to watch out for the adjectives with the pietists. They are tricky with their adjectives. And here it is. So you have... You 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 have the noun church, which is fine. But now you start put ad, putting adjectives on it, and now you get into the danger. So you have an alive church, or you have a dead church. Or here's the other one that the Pietists love to play with: faith. You have a living faith, or you have a dead faith. <laughs> you see? Oh boy! So that so that now a uh, a living faith is a faith that's that's uh, active and works and demonstrating itself before the world, etc. 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 That's 300 points for you. Uh, but But a dead faith is one that just, you know, maybe believes the promise but doesn't do anything about it. It's just, it's making stuff up. There is no such thing as a dead church. The church is the body of Christ. And the last time I checked, the body of Christ is no longer in the tomb, but out of the tomb and ascended to the right hand of God. Ascension, that's your buzzword he ascended there where god, in where into the life of god and, and and so when we speak of the church we're talking about this body and to say that a church can be dead is to deny the resurrection of jesus which i don't think these guys want to do
1: right that's what their church sign does i think you're grumpy because you can't get points in this game so now you're just trying to throw points all over the place <laughs> man do I get points
2: for using the buzzword that I gave you?
1: No. All right. Do you want another one? Oh, do you have another one for I ha- me? I have one for you. This one I got from a church of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, Oh. and no. it says this. I'm sure it's orthodox. <laughs> it's got to be orthodox. We're united in doctrine, <laughs> but not in
2: practice. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't! Look, I've got, I've got blinders on. I don't want you to ruin this for me. <laughs> We're united in doctrine, just not in practice. All right. Well, so what l- is it? L- let me What's know. You the Orthodox. It, dox- it, it says,
3: says,
1: God does not call the qualified; He qualifies the called. Oh yeah.
2: That that's right. I like that one. That's right. That sounds like uh, our friend and teacher Martin Luther, who writes in Heidelberg Theses. Do you remember when he writes this marvelous little thing? He says, "The the love of man seeks that which which is lovely, but the love of God creates the loveliness in the object, or however it says it, something like this. So that the Lord is not looking at us to make sure that we are um, good enough. He his his calling us and his his making us his own is is actually making us good." When he says, you're mine, he's not describing us. He's declaring something, you see? Uh, he, he, he So when God says to you, Evan, you are holy, he's not describing you. He's declaring you to be holy and making you holy, and that's precisely what the call of the gospel does. It makes us, what, qualified? I mean, I don't know about the word qualified, but uh, other than that, uh, I like the sentiment that, that that's standing
1: behind that little church sign there. You see what I'm saying? I see it. Um. I I see the sign. <laughs> okay, we have time for one more. All right. Uh,
2: let's see. I got a bunch of here. Uh, fighting Satan burn calories. You catch God cleans. Uh, such and such a liberal church. Here's one. Faith causes God to respond. Oh, <laughs>
1: terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> um. Oh, are you saying I should take that down or what? Yeah, take that uh, take that down uh, from your church, there, Pastor. Um, okay, so, I mean this this not only is confusing uh, the, this uh, question of man's free will that man has free will, but it's actually putting the uh, the cart before the horse that God that you would you could even possibly have faith before God works by God's work. We now have faith, and we're completely <laughs> passive this whole thing. Yeah. I mean, h- how could God work because of our faith? We'd be dead in the water. It's like saying, uh, uh, "He who has a, a life vest will be saved." Well, how'd you get the life vest? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, faith is our response to God's word, our reception of it. Oh, not the opposite. That's just that's great point. Of- <laughs> All right, that's it for this edition of Table Talk Radio. I'm playing Church Science Theology. After this, name that church body.
0: not a radio show, it's a relationship. Stay tuned for more Table Talk Radio.
1: Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing Name That Church Body. This is... Uh, <laughs> you having fun over there? Well, that's a great song. We should bump with that song every segment. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we should play... Don't forget the lyrics with that. Uh,
1: we could play uh, contemporary or traditional. Contemporary or traditional on that? Uh, Contemporary. No, I'm sorry. That was written in uh, 1668. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. We are oh. playing Name That Church Body, and this is where... Pastor and I go on to, this This is hideous work, but we go on to other churches' websites and find (laughs) their confession of faith, and uh, then we read it to each other, and then then we have to uh, determine, guess um, what church denomination, what church body this might be, Um, and this isn't necessarily restricted to Christian church bodies either. So, um, Pastor, the the first one I have for you, I went to a a major denomination's uh, church body's website, and on the, the homepage... They had uh, videos that you could play just right there on the homepage, and so now Ooh, I'm gonna. Ha- I have some audio of these videos for you to listen to, uh, for you to try and figure out what these are. Now I have three to choose from, and um, two of them are just a few minutes long. The other one is like half an hour, so you just play as much as you want on that one. Uh, but I'm gonna read the titles of the videos to you, and you tell me which one you want to listen to. Okay. The first one. Is called your own adventure here. (laughs) That's right. The first one is uh, moved by the spirit, the Uh second one, living in the spirit, or the third Mm -hmm. one, round Mm -hmm. table on salvation. Oh, Uh, I kind of do you know which one I'm going to go for? I kind of want to go for the round table. Yeah, I I knew you would. So, this is the one that's a half an hour long, but we can. Uh, pause and, and, and stop. If you want to switch to another video, you're, you're welcome to do that. So here it is. Okay. Uh, the Mysterious Church Bodies video, A Roundtable on Salvation. Wait, stop it there. I know.
2: <laughs> Remember how we have this uh, 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 emotional manipulation, how to determine if you're being emotionally manipulated? This counts as soft background music. Okay. Okay. Continue. <laughs> Check one. Sounds like the bump we used a to have. Pretty with foundational
4: issue for us, of course. It has to do with our whole relationship with God. I, over the years of pastoring, I've, um, I, I've I've watched people struggle. Sometimes I can't remember when they became Christians. Like maybe happened four and a, at four and a half years old, or, or others become Christians later, and then a lot of people go through a kind of a season of not understanding exactly. You know, how can I be sure I'm saved? You know, and they feel like I even had that experience for a while when I was a teenager. How, you know, maybe I'm not saved. How do I know I'm saved? How how do you, how do you respond to people like that? I'm going to give you a question back don't you have to deal with the two factors the holy spirit's involvement and then your personal responsibility right. you know oh you boy can, okay stop there
2: <laughs> now look i want to say this guy's baptist because he can, he has a texas accent which is a strange sort of thing Are they at the baptist seminary they have a how to preach like a Texan <laughs> <place.
1: laughs> no, they 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 homil-
2: homiletics one you got to have you ever ever heard a southern baptist preacher that does not preach like they're from texas now i'm from texas and and I don't even uh, I don't even know how to do this. The every, your, your preacher could be from New York. A Southern Baptist preacher could be from New. He could be from he could be from London somewhere. He could be from South Africa. And and he, you talking to him and he says hello chap how are you? And then he starts <laughs> to preach and he says, God said. That. Wait, that's Australian. I can't even do it. Uh, You're so, from you, Texas. So, I know it. Have you lost I it being am. in Colorado too long? Something like that. It's, it's, uh, I try to clear up my accent for the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so, you. So this guy has a bit of a... So I want to say something, about, but now he's he's introduced two things into conversion, the Holy Spirit and our response to the Holy Spirit. So this is some sort of Arminian sort of something or other uh, that's going to uh, be high, high high on man's will. Okay, we got to get some more content in there, and then I'm going to make a guess. Okay.
4: Old enough to sin knowingly, would that be a signal that you're old enough to... To pray a prayer or, or know that you've been saved, if you can't remember So-called that exact age of accountability. point, then you have to accept faith along the way. So to a lot of it has faith. to do oh, with uh, your activity, because we do have a part. We have to recognize. We sure. have to accept. Yeah. We have to repent. Yeah. And if you've done those things, and then the Bible says, regardless of how you feel, right. you know, if you confess with your mouth believe in your heart, and so at some point, if you, you've got to knowingly go through that. Whether you can remember the exact moment you did it, it's still got to be part of an event and a process although the moment that you did that you were saved i don't believe this event
2: discussion uh, is just pure pietism uh, there too you know so recognizing the event the moment where you were converted this has got to be uh this has got to be some sort of free will baptist uh convention
1: is that your final answer
2: yeah, oh yeah, I don't have any question about it. You got the Texas accent, which is the number one giveaway. And then you got this uh, this whole pietist on the identifying the moment when you accepted. You got the whole age of accountability where you got to be old enough to sin. This is just classic free will
1: baptist. Oh, I'm sorry that is incorrect.
2: What it can't be incorrect. You looked at the wrong website. Then. <laughs> what is
1: it? No, no, no. I'm going to play a little bit more so you can pick it out. <laughs> okay, here's more.
3: Fortunately, salvation doesn't uh, rely on remembering the moment, yeah. does it? I yeah, mean, it, yeah, right. there's nothing in Scripture that says you got to remember the moment in order to be saved. It's if you confess well, with your lips yeah. and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is raised from the dead, you'll be saved. So, uh, you know, I, I do have a memory. When I was mm-hmm. saved, I was 10 years old and dreamed I'd missed the rapture. <laughs> and I was <laughs> frightened to death. It was about 3 o'clock in the morning. I remember tip coming out of my room, looking at my parents' bedroom to see if they were there. I couldn't see if they were there. Oh, and man. I didn't want to wake them up Except because, because too, if they were know. there, then they would know what was troubling me, that I wasn't saved. And if they weren't <laughs> there, I'd be scared to death. You know, the only, the only thing that comforted me when I went back to bed and shook the rest of the night and promised the Lord if he hadn't come, I'd serve him. The only thing that comforted me other than that was... I'd be the only 10 year old kid on the block to drive a 1950 Hudson. So, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so every Heaven's Gate House oh, Flame, man. every Distant Thunder Thief oh. in the Night uh, movie, I got saved. So uh, That's, that's well, our, our background. Is, oh, you, yeah. gotta, well,
2: well, you might have been kidding me. This is just classic. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I don't know who else, I mean, uh, so uh, uh, you just got to tell me because this is the, just uh, so you got a dispensational sort of thing. So, it's some sort of Bible church or some. It wouldn't be a Bible church. I think you would have picked a denomination that you can pin down. Uh it's not Calvary Chapel cuz they don't um you know you don't have kind of the California uh, attitude. <laughs> um it was uh, some sort of big
1: sort of Bible church. I don't know. Who is it? <laughs> I really don't want to tell you. I kind of like stringing this ahead of you. Oh, I to gonna... Come on. <laughs> uh let's see. Let's let's play another one of these videos. Do you want All right, all right. Give me another. Do one. You, want you want it moved in th- th- the spirit th- or living in the spirit? All right. Let's try moved in the spirit. Okay, here it is. I love
2: movements.
0: (laughs) In the book of Acts, from the day of Pentecost onward, we find the Holy Spirit move people to action. The same is still true. In what can seem to be very natural situations, the Spirit moves us to do something that is really supernatural—to reach out to someone in ministry. Even in a place like this coffee shop, a very natural place, to have time with people to converse. Probably most of the time, we're not even aware that it was God that led us to act until after (laughs) it happens. We are saved by... I
2: I think, you know, the music in the background is really kind of, for some reason... The 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 music has the same kind of contours as the pictures in the in the Awake magazine. I don't even know. So, so I think you know what I think you've done, uh, you tricky Evan over there. You, I think you've gone to something like the Latter Day Saints website, uh, or something <laughs> like that, and pulled these up. Uh, but, yeah, you want you wanted to interject something there.
1: No, I was just going to say that it's interesting that when they're talking about sal- salvation, they're saying that there's a two-part here. There's, there's God's work and your work. You must do your part. But now when you're talking about being in a coffee shop, it's all God's work. You don't even realize he's working. You know, He's I mean, <laughs> like- <laughs> no, in spite of you. You don't even acknowledge <laughs> it. You're looking so apparently drinking coffee with your friends is more important to God than your salvation. <laughs> He does that, he does all that himself, but he lets you make the decision.: yeah, that's always true. I mean these are or these free will
2: folk always get it so that uh, you know you pray and fast for months and months to determine what kind of car to buy or whatever, but then you but now it's up to you you've got thirty seconds to make a decision for Jesus or whatever <laughs> before the song ends.
1: <laughs> all right, there's one minute left. i'm going to play the, more of this video uh, for the next minute and then uh, get your get your final guess.
0: By grace alone, through faith alone, in Christ alone. Oh no. Probably most Christians know Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 very well. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not as a result of works, so that no one may boast.
2: Now that's it's that, that to classic Lutheran language, of course, uh, the three solas of the Reformation. Although it's, it's, it kind of has a popular life of its own, so Lord have mercy, I hope this isn't a Lutheran church. Okay, keep
1: going.
0: <laughs> that right after Paul states so clearly that we're not saved by good works, he immediately says that we're saved for good works. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand. Whenever we do the work God has planned for us, we're really entering into His work in people's lives. And the Holy Spirit equips us to do those works God has prepared for us. One of the greatest challenges we face as believers is motivation. Many Christians.
1: All right, I'm afraid we're out of time for the segment, so I need your Ugh. final guess. Uh, uh, uh,
0: uh.
2: So I have Mormon, Southern Baptist, the AALC. Uh, uh,
1: I don't know <laughs> uh, what. Tell me. <laughs> all right, what we're looking for is the Assemblies of God church. Oh, all right. Oh. I, I should have known. Assemblies of God.
3: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so light. more
1: name that church body. After this break, uh pastor will have one for me. I'll uh, we'll see if I can guess it do better than he did. We're we'll right back More Table Talk Radio.
3: Yeah.
0: You're listening to Table Talk Radio. This is most certainly true. That's
2: some classic pump music.
1: Investigating unbelief. <laughs> Usually, I'm encouraging our listeners to hang in there for the last segment. But today, I'm encouraging our co-host to hang in there for the last segment of Table Talk Radio. Yes, it's been a long day. He's dragging. <laughs> Can you tell? Can you...
2: <laughs> yeah, you didn't even. If get only that last I could one. get some more points to make it through. <laughs> oh, you think I should have got the assemblies? Of God. I don't even know. I should figure out what the difference is between the assemblies of God and the and the Southern Baptists. To me, it's all the same. All you know, the same. there's two religions. I can't. I, I personally can't tell the difference between the Baptist and and what and uh, anything. It's all either law or it's gospel. One or the other. True.
1: Okay. So True. Uh, let's let's hear it. What what uh, entries do you have then for me?
2: Well, I have a church uh, that I visited their website, a local congregation here, and I looked for the "What We Believe" button, and it just so happened that they didn't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. But here, I'll, so there's a couple ways uh, to do this. I got a list of some sermons here, and then I have—I actually opened up their bylaws, and I <laughs> have a little section on mission Snore? Missions,
1: so. Wait, wait. I think I think I have a bylaw soundbite for that. Uh, oh yeah, here it is. <laughs>
2: Oh, don't worry. I'll read it in a very active and upbeat voice. Oh, thank you. Okay. Uh, so here, but here's a listen uh, list of some sermons. The last sermon on the website is this one: "The Earth Needs More Than Just a Day." <laughs> <laughs> the bright side of life, the muddleicious balloon man. I don't know what that means. Tricky side of love, being here matters. Our moral compass, being good without God. What? Whoa. Touching the face of God. Time, uh, waiting things. Bending the arc of the universe. Booed in Rockford. Why the past matters, etc., etc. But, okay, none of that. That's not going to help you. Here's section two of the bylaws. Ministry. We unite in ministry, Two, And now there's a list of things. A through I. Ready? Mm-hmm. A. Help individuals achieve a sound and durable philosophy by ensuring them full freedom of thought, belief, and discussion. B. Improve and broaden human knowledge and vision by sincere discipleship to advancing truth. C. Increase and defend human freedom by promoting the widest possible application of the democratic process in human affairs, realizing that freedom entails responsibility. Hmm. Huh. D. D. Proclaim the inherent worth and dignity of every person as a member of the human race by our adherence to the concept of the unity of all people, irrespective of race, creed, ethnicity, national origin, age, gender, gender identity, or expression, sexual orientation, or physical or mental ability. Mm-hmm. E. Promote peace and goodwill among people by our allegiance to the ideal of a unified world community. <laughs> F. Motivate individuals to effective impact on society. Sorry, I thought my mouse was over there, and so I thought it said, instead of saying impact, I thought it said implant.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Let me read that one again. again Please. Motivate individuals to effective I- impact on society. G. Enrich the lives of individuals to help one another. H. Cooperate with other groups working towards our ideals. And, okay. finally, I. Provide such religious ceremonies as are consistent with the statements and
1: aspirations of our membership. Oh, of course. Okay. Good. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Okay. So the funny thing is when you when we were connected here uh, with our little voice thing, and then uh, you were doing some show prep, you slipped and and said this. But I really thought that you were going oh, to yeah, go yeah. to another another example. But what I think is interesting here is is everything you just said. You know, we just had last week. We had a uh, Chris Roseboro on, and Chris Ro- Roseborough from PirateChristianRadio.com com is all into going to these emergent church conversations uh, to to proclaim the gospel to these these poor souls in the emergent church, and uh, from what what I've learned from Chris uh, is that everything you said I think would probably jive just perfectly in the emergent <laughs> church. I really do because they're really all about having this this conversation, but this this uh, world peace, uh, social gospel type stuff. Yeah, but. Yes. Really, when you were reading your sermons, the, the sermon title, not your sermons, when you were reading the sermon titles of this website, uh, being good without God, th- this and a major red flag, unless, the, the unless I'm, I could be completely wrong here if the, the preacher is using kind of this like controversial, uh, attention-grabbing sermon title where it's like the opposite of what you're preaching about, um, but I don't think that's what's going on here. I think that that was actually what the sermon was about, being good without God. And I was struck when I went to this atheist group in Fort Wayne, Indiana. I was at the seminary last year. There's this group, uh, F- uh, Free Thought Fort Wayne, and I, I went to a couple of their meetings. And one of the guys bragged about he uh, went to church at this this Unitarian Universal Church. And so I think that's what we've done here. They're all about—you uh, you said the word united about ten times in reading off those bullet points. And so I'm going to say this is some sort of Unitarian Universal Church.
2: Mm-hmm. That's right, Unitarian Universalists. There you go, <laughs> church
1: that doesn't believe anything. Nailed it. All right, that that's true though. Of everything you read, and that was the that was the tip off, wasn't it? There was no "we believe" tab on the yeah, the no website. content at all. Um, everything you read was was nothing about what they believe. It was everything about what they do, and and so this <laughs> this this should be just the indication that when 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 uh you're you're. Your friend of of the evangelical church is talking about uh, enough. Uh, it's all about deeds and not about creeds. You know, hear this. You could go to the universalist church and, and join in their deeds, but unless you confess that that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven, that He is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one's to the Father except through Him, you're going to hell. I know. <laughs> what do you gotta go to the Unitarian and say? What do you guys believe in? Oh, whatever. <laughs> what do you
2: believe in? God? Eh, sometimes. <laughs> Uh, I mean, why, well, why do you, there, there's there should be some limits on the use of the word church?
1: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, what do you guys believe? Here's I, our rake. know <laughs> I, I, we'll be gardening next week, planting bulbs. Oh, flowers are from
2: the creator oh, or whatever. You know? it's oh, like calling God. the it's like calling the rib re- the barbecue restaurant a church. I mean, oh. it's probably I mean, or. Oh, man. All right. You well, uh,
1: just give me a thousand points that I deserve, yes. and we'll move on. Yes. All right. Okay. All right. No, uh, we we uh, are limited on time here. We have, oh, goodness, three minutes. So I'm going to try and read through this quickly. <clears throat> um, the first one is on original sin. It says, concerning the original or, quote, unquote, first sin uh, that, co- that, com- that committed by Adam and Eve, um, this church believes that while everyone bears the consequence of the first sin, the foremost of which is death, only Adam and Eve are guilty of that sin.
2: Oh, whoa!
1: Uh, Roman Catholicism teaches that everyone bears not only the consequence but also the guilt of that sin. Okay, so that's right, the first so part. An
2: Anti-Roman Catholic, anti-original sin confession here.
1: All, All right, right. Next, uh, this church teaches that belief in Jesus must be combined with putting that belief into action: feeding the Ooh. hungry, ministering to others, uh, etc. Both essential. Uh, okay. It talks about reading in the epistles, faith. Without works is dead. So you got an anti-faith, uh, anti-justification confession
2: going on here. That uh, makes sense, by the way. When you deny original sin, you can deny justification. I mean, you can't even—the uh, two go hand in hand.
1: True. Next. Okay. Here's the, this is going to be the giveaway, I'm afraid. Okay. Uh, the entire faith of the Church is built on the fact that, quote, unquote, God is the Lord and has revealed himself unto us. God has revealed himself. He has not merely told some things about himself or communicated some data about his divine essence and purposes. He has shown forth himself and given himself to men for divine communion. According to this church, there is no other meaning to the life of man except in communion with God. God is the end of all longing, the fulfillment of all desires, the source of the goal of man's very humanity made in God's divine image and likeness. Through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, man comes to living communion with God the Father himself. There is no other meaning and purpose in the church and to life itself. Man and all creation with him must come to be divine by sharing the being and life and action of God himself. All the attributes of divinity, as one saint put it, must become ours. (laughs) Okay, is that enough? (laughs) I think that's enough. This has to be uh, some form of orthodoxy
2: there's got to be some some sort of form of eastern orthodoxy huh that it is eastern orthodoxy it is oh there you go yes so now Um, that so you deny original sin so you can't then that automatically means you deny justification and then the whole business is this deification so you it's a you you um it's not about being declared righteous it's about this union with the divine essence uh we have the union with the divine essence though evan not by some sort of mystical sort of thing but simply by the gospel when when he when jesus says i forgive you your sins he is giving us he is by that declaration to share in his holiness and in his righteousness and in his perfection not by some sort of essential unity but by the declaration of the gospel
1: all right, that's right, and that was from the the website of the Orthodox Church in America, the OCA, the Orthodox Church oh, in America. Uh, roots back from to uh, 1794, so they've been here a while. So that's right. Good job. So you get an, uh, you get 200 points for getting that right. <laughs> I thought you were going to give me like 207. or something. <laughs> oh yeah, I was just I just thought that was funny because I awarded myself a thousand for getting it right, but you get 200.
2: Yeah, I thought that was funny too.
1: Okay, good. I'm glad we're on board with my humor. (laughs) (laughs) I'm against humor, though. You forgot again. Okay. Well, don't forget to listen to Table Scraps live on June the 6th at 8 p.m. Central Time on Pirate Christian Radio. Hearing uh, one Methodist pastor's defense for women's ordination. Oh, yeah. And you can call in uh, live. We want to hear from you, 866-851-5523. And thank you all again for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where
2: the points are like someone bragging about their own humility.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't know uh. good? No such thing, is it?
0: <laughs> You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.